Welcome to the Purpose and Profit Club podcast for nonprofit leaders, mission-driven creatives, and social entrepreneurs. Get ready to stop dreaming and start doing. Here, ideas become action. We prioritize purpose and profit. You ready? Let's go. If you've ever wondered, how do I build a community of supporters online? How do I build trust? How do I like find my people, find my advocates, my champions, my colleagues, just friends, internet friends, I want to introduce you to Heather Ramirez. Heather and I have known each other, and she has been my internet friend for several years. We were in a program together back in 2020. Shout out to Mariah Cause. Heather is a YouTuber, and I'm so excited to have you hear from Heather because she, I feel like, is is such a resource and such an expert in so many things that I'm not. And yet we have like, I'm constantly nodding along to our content. We're constantly DMing each other, because she is going through it and challenging herself to put content out there that it's not always easy. And it doesn't always feel like everything's working. And it doesn't always feel like this, the 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 creative juices are flowing. And Recently, she gave us a behind the scenes kind of glimpse of that. And I was like, we have to have you on. You have to come on to the podcast. So back in 2016, let me tell you about Heather. Back in 2016, she actually quit her job to start a business promoting digital literacy. And she documented the whole thing on YouTube. And she says that it was the most terrifying decision of my life, but now I make a living doing what I love. I'm able to help people all around the world. I also met the love of my life through YouTube, who you might know, Tom Buck. She has three YouTube channels, and she really aims to empower people to explore their own creative potential with content creation and share their stories with the world. Yes, she is a masterful storyteller. I ask her later on in the interview, like, do you know how just curious you are and how willing you are to try new things and document them and share them with the world? And that's part of her magic. There's a lot to learn here. This ends up being quite a masterclass in both mindset and also marketing, like video, online, storytelling. So you're in for a treat. And with that, I'll give you Heather Ramirez. Heather, welcome to the podcast. I'm going to dive in with this, which is that I just spent like an hour earlier today, just going down a rabbit hole of your YouTube channel. And it's so good, (laughs) which is like probably what every creator wants. But like, I found myself like laughing out loud. I was just you taught me a new Canva trick I didn't know about. So thank you. Thank you. We were yeah. just before I hit record that Canva is ever changing. So you had a new ish Canva video and I was like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. I should do, I should add the vignettes. I should blur the background. I should yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things that got me right out of the gate was like, you left in like you in it. So if like you were, you were, t- there was one I was watching where it was like a green screen and you're like, it was a beautiful thing about how you're, you know, unrolling the green screen. And then a minute later, you're like, and this is how I really did it. It was like, you let your personality shine. And that's what I loved about it. So those are the moments that I was like, I dig that so much about you. So I appreciate that so much because it's very intentional. (laughs) And I I didn't always do it that way, but I, I'm glad it's uh, resonating. So thanks. (laughs) And I think too, it's like one of the conversations that's been buzzing around is like with AI, we were just saying something about AI. And it's like one of the places I always go with my clients is just AI can be helpful, but like, oh, we, I want to know you. Like, I want to know 
what you were doing this morning, who you got off the phone with, set me, like, get me in the room, set the stage. And I feel like that's the one thing that sometimes we over edit, like we over edit videos. So it's just this anonymous thing. And people, I think we want to hear, see and hear the realness in people. And yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't even know where to start with that because there's so I can go. I mean, that could be the whole podcast. Um, but basically, like, okay, going off of AI, uh, yeah. I think AI is fantastic. I, I think it, I, I'm very excited uh, yep. about this tool. However, I would definitely not use it. I'd use it as a starting point. Um, That's right. It's a great starting point. It's a great for me. I'm a kind of a bad visualizer, so to to be able to see options and then like iterate from there. Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, it's re it's really like catapulted my brainstorming, but I think, especially in a world with AI, it's even more crucial for you to put your individuality onto it. Because if you assume that everyone else is going to use AI, then, you know, things are going to start to sound very similar, but I think that, like, yeah, the more that you can stand that out. That is the sound bite. That's it. <laughs> Especially in a world with AI, it's more important for you to put your creativity, like your you out there. No one yeah. wants an anonymous email blast that sounds like AI wrote it. They want an email blast that sounds like you wrote it and in, in a yeah. video that you, yeah, it's like, I agree. I think in my world, like for marketing or comms or anything like that, it's really helpful to, to, to get you out of that mode of staring at it, like a blank cursor. Like it's yes. helpful to like start, just yeah. start and just give you a framework. But then you're like, yeah, like add more, say more, right. do more, put you in yeah. there. Yeah. And I think the, the, the fear with video is that it's like, you know, actually, I'm not really sure what it is, but I feel like this is my seventh year being on YouTube and in all the time I've done it, I feel like the thing that holds people back is this, you know, obviously we want to look our best, but Mm -hmm. those aren't the videos that resonate with me. And I think if Mm -hmm. people, especially with, you know, the, the short form vertical content, we we've seen that it's not necessarily the best that makes, that makes the most impact or, or, or resonates more and for some reason when we're trying to create content and put ourselves out there that's the part we edit out um well i but- think it's like that piece of feeling like it's forever it's on video right. and you're also i do think this this is what i i mean i've experienced this too is like if you're on video and you're putting your own ideas out there on video you're giving people you on a platter and you're like judge me judge <laughs> me judge me that's what it feels like right yeah. where you're like like, and that's where so many people get that paralysis or they just over edit, or, I mean, I've had clients that will go all the way to the point of like creating and editing, editing, and then just never post it. Right. right. Like yeah. all the sticking I've points a long way. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I get it. I just, I feel like there's also a lot of expectation in terms of, well, it took, you know, making videos is hard. And if you're going to go through all that effort of like looking your best, mm-hmm. you know, writing out this outline or this script or whatever, editing it, you, you want there to be some kind of ROI, of course, mm-hmm. you know, and it, you know, I, I could tell you it's not going to happen in one video, uh-huh. uh, but I think that's why it's like the more seamless that you can integrate video and communicating through video into your 
daily business operations, yeah. I feel like it's not it's not going to be so much of a leap every time you have to go push record. Yep. Um, which is why, like you know, for example, um, in my Instagram stories, I was talking about like you know, I kind I, I had to take a break with mm-hmm. YouTube for a little bit, taking a break off of um, being on camera and stuff, and then I was I was trying to get back into it, and I was talking about how like okay, I've done this seven years, I've made. <sighs> thousand videos how many live streams podcasts etc cetera, etc cetera. but i'm still stuck here with the phone like how do i communicate my idea like how do i get this out and i just decided to record that like yeah. that, that feeling onto yeah. my instagram stories and then you saw it and now we're doing yep. this podcast that's right so it's like, it was like so human and so relatable and i also loved that that moment was something that There are so many people who have never produced a single video who would have thought you would have never experienced that seven years later. Does that make sense of like, no, she's the pro. Like she totally knows what she's doing. She wouldn't ever, she gets out of bed in the morning and it just goes perfectly. Like, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) that really is like, we think that there's some sort of finish line, whatever the goal is, you know, whether it's creating beautiful content or, you know, mastering something that there's some sort of end game where it just is always easy. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's also too, where I I just felt like this nodding along of like, yeah, sometimes it's not, sometimes there's a wall, sometimes there's a creative, you know, happen. Yeah, I think for me, what it was, was like just accepting the fact that there never will be this time where I have it all down. Mm-hmm. There's definitely times where I feel like, okay, I'm I'm at my best. Yep. Um, but more often than not, I'm not operating at 100% and I still got to get stuff done. Uh, and it's just getting used to that feeling. Yeah. That feeling right there operating in like, you know, this is the best that I can do. Of course, like figuring out, yeah. all right, maybe I got to wait a day or whatever. What would you uh, call that feeling? Yeah. Anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like one of the things that I teach a lot of classes on is this idea of like, don't wait for it to like, feel like you've got everything ready to go. Just let it be uncomfortable. Like, yeah. especially like for fundraisers, like just go, just make the pitch. Um, so yeah, let there just be anxiety. Like, don't wait for the anxiety to go away. Yeah. Like it's always kind of there or it's, sometimes not. Yeah. And honestly, though, I feel like for me, it's, it's a weird thing to talk about here, especially on a podcast that's like about marketing or all trying to grow our business. I get it. But like, mm-hmm. honestly, showing the anxiety has, has like worked to my, I don't want to say advantage. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like that's like, you know the wrong way to put it, but being vulnerable and showing that like I showing just the reality of it. It's not even like, Oh, I constantly mess up and you know, that's fine. But just like the reality of this is exactly what it is. I think that makes more of an impression than whatever perfect vision I had in my head, you know, when I woke up that morning and, you know, this is, this is what I want it to look like. And this is what it actually ends up being. Yep. A lot of the times I feel like the thing that it ends up being is the thing that ends up being more impactful. Hey, Changemaker, the Purpose and Profit Club coaching program is open now and you can save $1,000 for a limited time. Now, I'm running Outreach Genius live during the month of May. This is my prospecting and outreach sprint. We've had organizations upgrade donors and get $125,000 gifts after one session of this program. We've had organizations boldly ask for more, boldly prospect, 
cultivate brand new revenue streams, whether it's partners, sponsors, ambassadors, or individual donors. You need to be inside. If you want more information, go to splendidcourses.com forward slash club. That's a, it's reminding me of this post of a community I'm in. And this founder was saying like, they didn't know what to post between now and probably like the six weeks between now and when they get their 501 C3 status or nonprofit status. Like there's no content to post because they haven't gotten it yet. And I was like, dude, that is the content. Yeah, that is like, that is it. Like, that's the story. Like, that's the part of like, what is that like for you? you, I mean, I would imagine you feel disappointed. You thought you would get it sooner. Right. Mm -hmm. What's happening behind the scenes? Like, well, walk us through all that. Like, I want to be in the car with you. I want to be part of that. And I could tell there was this block for her of like, no, like what the announcement post, we've got it. That's the post I want. And I'm like, well, we'll get there too. But how do you build community between now and then you let people in, right? You show right. them. Of course. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's, that's the buy-in. Right. And so like before I quit my marketing career, which was actually in nonprofit too. Amazing. Um, out of college, Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, me and a couple of college friends started a nonprofit and I totally remember that whole like 51C3 yeah. headache process and waiting for it and stuff like that. That, I don't know if that was like 2011, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, so the world was totally different. Um, but when I started my YouTube channel in 2016, I started it with the intention of documenting my journey and starting a business. That's it. There was no like, oh, I hope I grow my business. I hope this is like a marketing thing. I hope like I get a bunch of followers or anything. Like literally it was just, I remember what it was like to start something that was an incredible experience. I want to be able to look back to see what becomes of this insane decision that I'm making. And so I'm just going, I'm just going to make videos talking about that and that's it. Like that's, that's where it led me or that's, that, that's all I had, like, you know, the expectations of it. And then talking about, okay, how do I come up with a business name? How do I, you know, I remember filing like for my business, I was at the courthouse at the Uh same like place where people get their marriage licenses. And I was like, Uh look how happy they are. Like, I feel that same happiness, but I'm totally alone because my parents don't approve of what I'm doing. My friends have no, you know, they're all at work. <laughs> they're all they don't get it. Jobs, they don't get careers. it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so like, it was all those moments that like, I feel proud. I I want to keep this for me. And I had no idea that people all around the world were going to resonate with that. Mm. We're going to see something of themselves in that. We're going to feel like they were living vicariously through me in some way. Like that was not my intention, but that's what happened. And if I had gone into it thinking like, okay, you know, this is, this is my, uh, this is my value proposition. This is, this is how I'm Mm going to position myself as a business owner and my business and all of this stuff. I would not have, I would have, the strategy would have been totally different. Well, first of all, there would have been a strategy, you know, I didn't have a strategy before. It was just kind of like I was going and sharing that story of like me figuring it out, me going through all these hard lessons. Like a lot of my early vlogs were me just crying because my, every time I would get on the phone with my parents, they were like, so you're going to apply for a job yet? Like, are you, what is this YouTube thing that you're doing? Uh Like content creation, you can't, you know, that can't be a real thing. And just 
figuring that all out ended up being the thing that built my brand. I love this so much. This is like following your gut that this is something you wanted to do and not having a plan in place. Like I I stopped making marketing plans years ago because I was like, we don't need another marketing plan. You need to go like you need to go do the thing you want to do. And yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I'm trying to find a comment of, um, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to find it. So like just another example of this is, um, I got a comment. I still get this comment like once a year, but someone left me a comment that was something like, Oh, Heather, like I, I see where you're going and like, I'm excited for your progress. But now what you have to do is like, get rid of your purple hair and your baseball cap backwards, baseball cap so that people can take you seriously. And, you know, no one's going to, no one with a budget is ever going to work with someone who, who like dresses like you and acts like you or whatever, like you need to, you know, and like, Okay, when I tell you that comment, you cover your face. And I have so many thoughts about it. Yeah, Yeah. right. And uh, my when the comment is directed at me, who's still figuring this out, of course, like my gut instinct is to feel like I'm doing something wrong. Hundred percent. To feel like okay, here's this person who like can eloquently describe, and and I can tell it's coming from a place of good intentions. Like you know, this is what a serious business does. Yes, 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 and like. I want to say that same year, one of my like favorite clients, we worked together for years. Um, man, we, you know, we did like so many awesome projects together, specifically hired me because uh-huh. of my purple hair. There Actually, it is. one of the brands that I work with right now, Mighty Networks, um, yeah. you know, they're like a community platform. Damn, you work with Mighty Networks. Yeah, go check out their channel, youtube.com slash Mighty Networks. You will see me <laughs> because they, you know, just everything from uh, the personality to just the way that I explain things to, you know, obviously the branding colors and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. It was just a good mesh. So there have been, you know, I can it's, give you so many examples. Heck, I met my husband on YouTube. Yeah. Like, like it's, he found it's my so YouTube frustrating. Videos. It's where it's like, but I think we're socialized, especially as women is like, I did that too. So when I owned my marketing and PR agency, it was like, I'm supposed to go get like a black pencil skirt now and pumps, I guess. And I also had pink hair for most of my twenties and worked at a rock venue. So it was like, what oh, the cool. fuck is this? Yeah. Like, so and like, then- it just goes to show that, especially in this, in this world, like it, whoever is going to tell you like, this is the way to do it. There's yeah. always going to be someone who's doing it the total opposite and also seeing success. So like, that's the so hard it's like, part. who do you want to be your people? Like, right. Well, yeah, yeah. The hard part is that there is no template. The hard part yeah. is that there is no formula. The hard part is that there is no instruction manual. Cause heck, I mean, sure. I'll pay a thousand dollars for the template and then I just have to do it. I don't have to like think of ideas. I don't have to be creative. I could just, I would be so much easier. That would be awesome, but no. And like the hard part is figuring out like, what is your voice? What is your brand's voice? Like what, what is your unique story as a business, as a nonprofit, as a consultant, as a, like whatever value that you're trying to give to the world. And I think that's like, you know, one of the things that resonates with me about you is how do you say it is like the passion driven right yeah mission driven yeah 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 so like right there I feel like 
that's the story. Like there inherently yeah. is a story in in any. I feel like we have to like trying to say undo it. So like you're right on track. So I just got through this like five week live cohort. I was teaching this email pr- program, basically of how to write better emails faster. And the cohort, I feel like all of like week one, two, and really the whole time, I'm just trying to undo everything they've been doing, which is like using the same industry speak, like make an impact over and over and over again. And undoing this like anonymous or organization or anonymous leader. And it's like, no, like we want to know the lead. We want to know the founder. We want to know the leader. We want to know all of it. Like, and really getting in them to inject, not just the celebrations because they don't always reach their goals or not just like the triumphs and all that. And yeah. How did you, how did you figure out like your brand and your voice and your story and how did, because you do, I mean, I feel like the moment, I mean, you know, this, the moment you popped on our um, screen when we were in the accelerator together. I mean, I think everybody spent like 10 minutes being like, Oh my God, what camera is that? What are you, like your backdrop, yeah. your light. Like it is, it's, if I see the shade of purple, makes like Heather. <laughs> like out in the wild do you know what I mean like so yeah not just like your your colors but also just like how did you hone in your brand your soul your identity how did you do that it, it it's so I wish the answer was like straightforward but really it, it I think it what it comes down to is is confidence because it mm-hmm. is hard to you know not only find your voice and and be confident in your individuality but then also to not feel like you're doing something wrong when everyone else is doing it a certain way. Like that was the yeah. hardest part. My husband and I talk about that. We talk about that all the time. He's also a full-time YouTube creator yeah, um, with a much larger audience than me. And a lot more, um, there's a lot more established uh, like content creators in his space. He's in the the camera audio video space. And so, I mean, you could look to the left to the right. There's a bunch of other people who are on the Mm -hmm. same level doing, you know, similar content. And so when everyone else is doing, you know, talking about this thing that's relevant in the news right now, or this trend or something like that, you feel like there's something wrong because you're not also contributing to that. But we, constantly remind each other that there have been so many people who have said like, oh, I'm glad that you're not just like jumping on that train that everyone's talking about, or you're, you know, you're, you're, you're not making a video about this new thing until you've used it for six months to a year, because I want to know like your actual perspective. So like in terms of how I found my, you know, way of doing it, it's just like, you know, it's like, how else would you find out who you are and being confident in yeah. that? And that's the the tricky part with content creation is that like, it is so woven with marketing, but mm-hmm. to me, what it comes down to is that it's an art mm-hmm. first, right? Like we could put the science behind it for sure. And, and all, you know, the beauty about all these platforms is we get all this data, yeah. but you have to be able to, okay, here's an example. So I have three YouTube channels. One of them is, is the channel where I do tutorials about content creation. There's my vlog channel. And on that channel, I recently uploaded a video. Um, that was just a vlog. It was just like, Hey, here's what I've been up to. Here's what's going on and blah, blah, blah. Well, when I uploaded that vlog, I immediately lost like seven subscribers 
And the video before that, I lost another five. And so now there's two videos where I have like negative subscribers. And YouTube is telling me red arrows, you're losing subscribers. Like this video isn't, you know, hitting as much with your audience compared to previous videos. Like all the data is uh-huh. telling you that it's wrong. Uh-huh. I know that if those people don't like it, then bye. Yep. <laughs> you're not going to like the next video. You're not yep. going to like anything I do anyway. And yep. like there isn't this, um, there isn't this like huge debate when someone unsubscribes and subscribes. Like to me, it's, it's like I unfollow as quickly as I follow. I'm not Mm -hmm. sitting there like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, sometimes I do like, I'm going to unfollow this person. I think about it, but a lot of the times I'm just like, this isn't, yeah, it's not why I subscribed anymore. Like in the beginning. Right. So I'm just going to unsubscribe and move on. And it isn't this like declaration. It's just like, I have moved on. Right. And so being sure of like, I know the bigger picture. I know what I'm trying to do. And I can see that on those two videos that YouTube is telling me are losses, the Uh engagement, the comments, the conversations that have now sparked the, even the actions, right? There, there were so many people under both of those videos that told me like, Oh, you, you make me want to try this. Or like, now I want to go make a video and now I want to go do this. And like those people wouldn't have done anything if not for this video. You know, this is gold because it's like, I, I, this is the point where I really get annoyed with data sometimes because I do think that there is data and there's also just your own, you might call it your intuition, your own gut. And just like you seeing where you're like, I fucking know. And also just being able to know that, you know, my audience, my audience is here and the folks that want to unsubscribe, it's totally fine, but it's fine. And it doesn't mean that like, I have to change my entire content strategy. All is lost now. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so, so that's the hard part is like, it is hard because you do have to kind of stay in, and I don't know, like you got to have your own back, right. To yep, not flip exactly. out. Cause that's hard when, even if YouTube is like X, it's like a teacher, you mess yeah. up, you know, and you're like, no, what? So here's like a, 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 an extreme example of this. Okay. Uh, one of the vlogs I did, I, because I was documenting my, my journey in, building a business, starting and building a business. I used to do a lot of interviews of other people who were doing something similar, right? Whether it was starting a YouTube channel or you're an entrepreneur or some, some, you know, whatever business owner, you have some kind of endeavor and you're building it from scratch. I used to see this esthetician um, back in Long Beach where I lived and she would, she did sugaring. So it's kind of uh-huh. like waxing, but it's like a, yeah. a different thing, right? So I. I went there with the intention of having a chat with her because she had just left like a chain waxing place to start her own thing. She's a mom of like four kids. You know, she's doing it from scratch. She has no help. Like she's, you know, I I just admired that so much. And every time I would see her like on a monthly basis to go get um, sugared, like I would hear the updates and I'm just yeah. like, oh, this is a vlog. Like, I wish you would start a yeah. YouTube channel, but of course she's, you know, not everyone's going to do it. I get it. But I was like, could you please, like, can I, can I please like sh- share your story on my YouTube channel? Because a lot of people would think that this is awesome. Like they need to see someone who isn't me, who, yeah. who like for me, you might be, have wa- you might have watched me so many times and it looks easy, but here's someone who's doing it from scratch. Who's like in, you know, early forties, still doing yeah. it anyway. Um, that video started bringing in a lot of people who 
It was a weird part of YouTube who wanted to see like Brazilian waxes. Very strange part of like, we're getting into this weird part. The underbelly. Yes. And completely not like when I first put out that video. So like the existing subscribers loved it. They loved Stacy. They loved hearing her story. And there were so many people who, you know, who were inspired by that. And the longer that video just kind of sat on YouTube, it started picking up these just like random. Yep. Like people that I know you're not here for. Yep. You're not here for the right thing. Now, because it started to pick up, there's this instinct of like, oh, it's bringing in so many views, you know, like I, it's, it's crossing 50,000, it's crossing 60,000, it's crossing a hundred thousand. Like now my total views on my channel is about to hit a million because of this video, but none of these people are here for oh, so interesting. Yeah. They're not here for the right thing. And so like yeah. all the data is green, 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 green like, green. oh my gosh, this is, this is the video, like make more videos like this. That's what YouTube's telling me. And like, I, I know Okay, as I'm having this conversation with you, everyone, everyone would tell me like this is bad. Like this yeah. is not a good video, of course. Yeah. But when it's you and you see a video pop off, like you that's that uncomfortable feeling of like you have to be in charge regardless yeah. of what the data is telling you or yeah. the the vanity metrics that feel yeah. like they feel so good. They feel have. so important. Yeah. Yeah, they feel so important and especially when you start to get to the, you know, big numbers, like tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Like, yeah. oh man, hell yeah. I enlisted that video. I took, I didn't, I felt bad. I didn't want to, yeah. I, I never delete one of my videos because I consider each of them my baby, yeah. but I totally took it off YouTube. You can't find that video so, because I cannot have, that's why like when I get people who unsubscribe, I just figured like, oh, it's probably one of those people. Yeah. They're not my people. Yeah. Yep. Bye. And so I'm so glad you told that story because the, the equivalent of it that's really rampant in the nonprofit world is sometimes I call it ethical storytelling, but that's hard because ethical is kind of everybody's ethics are different, but basically stereotypical imagery. So we know if we like were to AB test two different fundraisers, like online fundraisers and image a had some really stereotypical imagery on it of maybe a starving child, like the stuff we grew up getting mailers with. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and the really kind of like, um, poverty porn is sometimes how it's, uh, called and like the headline, that's just not the right use of words and not really ethical. Right. Versus be tested on something that's like, maybe the parent of the child actually gave consent for the photo and is actually in the foot, right. Things, things, those types of things. We probably know, or we do know that the A would actually perform better. So this is kind of that vanity metric. And this is also that metric too, where I think a lot of old school boards get really stuck where it's like, we cannot move over to B because A is quote unquote working, but you have to like zoom out and go, is A what you want? Is A perpetuating all this? And and it's like, you have to really zoom out and go, like, I like to really go to bat for B and B doesn't have to be boring. B can be compelling. B can be really innovative. B can tell a beautiful story and still not be any of A, right? And still not have any of this. Yeah. So like what I have found is that B is actually easier because you already have mm, B probably. That's right. Yes. Yes. But it's like, it's, it's. But what is it that like A isn't as. B isn't as showy at first glance. Like I think people are like, oh, but we need A because A is really going to pop out. You know, we really have the 
the image and the headline and subheadline. It's really a one two punch. But you're right. Yeah, I I think it's like it's that craving of like I want the thing that works, you know. I I want the proven template, which I told obviously like (laughs) who wouldn't want that? But I think like that that's the it's the easy part once you figure it out, and figuring it out is the hard part, right? Like what's your B? Yeah, like and and I get especially in 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 a business in a nonprofit where you have limited resources, limited time, you don't have to, you know, like, sure, for me, I'm a full-time content creator. I can spend, like, it is my job to sit here and be creative. Yeah, Not a lot of people have that luxury. I get it. So it is hard, you know, it is hard for someone like, okay, yeah, you're, you take a day and try to make a video in your office, like mm-hmm. find the story. That's the mm-hmm. challenge, right? And then do that over and over again. That's hard especially if it it just feels like such a waste, you know, whereas if you spend time working on a, right. Like you said, yeah. Like you can guarantee some ROI there. You can put the same amount of time and and get some ROI. Whereas like for B, if you're going through all that, like brainstorming, being creative, like there is no ROI. But what I have found in my experience is that there, the, the A has a lot of short-term the That's B right. has a lot, especially if you're on YouTube. Oh my gosh, the B will live on YouTube and work for you for as long as you keep the videos up. Like the word retention keeps coming up, like as you're speaking. Like B is cultivating that like trust with your audience, and there's a retention there. And I do think that you said it may seem a little bit harder, but it. I mean, anything that's hard in the beginning, it does get easier. Yeah. And earlier on, you said when I was like, well, how did you hone in and figure out like your own brand and your voice and things like that? And you said, I wish there was a template for it, but there's not. And I was like, I'm glad there's not a template for it because I do think the answer is just doing it is how you do it. You know, when I right. closed my my marketing agency and made the shift to be a course creator and coach, there was this, it was almost a year where I was like, what do I say? in the internet. Like, what do I say? Cause I was like, I'm not really doing this at all anymore. I'm not really working with restaurants and I'm not really working with commercial. I just felt like this weird identity crisis. And I don't totally know what I am yet either. And the only way I got through that was just by putting content out and then stair-stepping my way there. And then at one point I remember years later, I was like, Oh yeah, I don't have that problem anymore. Like I know what I sound like now, but it was only because it was like this weird kind of journey to get there. Right. And, and yeah. And, and see, that's the thing with like, because content creation, uh, I feel like is an art, but also a skill. Like yes. the act of doing is still building that skill. Yeah. Right. So like, even if you aren't getting an ROI necessarily from your first, you know, 10 videos, yeah, you're still going to be more proficient yeah. when you go to make your 11th video, you know? So like sometimes a lot of that, like, I know it can be hard. It is hard to edit a video, but that it will also get easier, right? Like That's you right. will, you will become more proficient. The editing, like you'll just know you don't have to like, you know, it's like typing. Like you don't have to look yeah. down at the keyboard anymore. You'll get past that. Um, and then you then it's just fun, right? Now it's like, okay. So what, what I'm curious. Give yeah. us like a couple of maybe favorite tips or quick tips because 
clearly you're a masterful, masterful editor. That's hard to say in the sense of like, if you have a lot of content for me, it's like, you got to put, what is it in the first 30 seconds, first seven seconds, something hook right in to get people to watch the rest of the video. Right. So do you have any suggestions or tips of when you, we were talking about storytelling and telling a good story of like, sometimes I see for organizations or founders, it's like the ramp up. It's, it was too long to get to the juicy part that was over here. So how do you recommend telling a good story in a way that actually gets people hooked in? Yeah. So, so for it, first it depends. Um, what I would say, especially if you are a business owner or a nonprofit, or, you know, if you're, if you're trying to, at the end of the day, get some buy-in or sell something yeah. or something like that, um, I would kind of categorize your content into two buckets. So one is where you're doing some kind of like teaching or explaining, or like the, the, the person who was watching this is meant to get something out of that video. And mm-hmm. then the other bucket is like, I'm sharing my story. Right. Yep. Um, so if you are doing some kind of tutorial teaching, educating, whatever that I would lead with, um, lead with like a, a snapshot of the finish. Right. So, yeah. um, like, okay, we could talk about that video that you found on my channel or it's like, here's how you can make better YouTube thumbnails with Canva. Yeah. Well, okay. Like I'm going to show you some of the before and afters of like, here's what my YouTube thumbnails used to look like, but now that I yep. use Canva, here's what they look like now. And so the person who's watching it can immediately decide like, oh, that like what an improvement or what progress or like, I want to know how she did that. So, you know, it's like, it's like any, any other story, right? Like, yeah, yeah. What, where, where are we trying to go? Where's the destination? Yeah. 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 Give me like just the tiniest peak of the destination. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a good tip. Love that. And then like from there, cool. Like you got your steps one, two, three or, or, or whatever it is. And then what I would do there is like, try to make it your own, like tell it in a way that only you can. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you what that is, right? Like that's yeah. for you to find out. But, um, you know, that, that example with the green screen, like I could just, I could have told you like, here's, here's a green screen. It's like hundred bucks. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Right. But like, I don't know. I just felt like getting, I just felt like doing it differently. Right. So yeah. I, I did, I had my husband who's like super into cameras. He, he got like his fanciest, like fancy schmancy lenses and cameras and slow-mo b-roll and like we put some <laughs> epic yeah. step to it yeah yeah just like it's a I think any person who's thinking about the formula get to the point like you know mm-hmm. would think that is a waste of time but I feel like also it's intentional because if that that hooked me in and that, I right I laughed like I was like ha like I I, I was like oh I, I love this like yeah if you get that, then you will like my style that's of right. teaching. Like you will, you will, I can, that's the differentiator between someone else who's talking about a green screen, mm-hmm. right? Is mm-hmm. like that personality. Um, so that's, you know, that's the fun part, but the hard part. And then when it comes to your story, the day-to-day, the behind the scenes, the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the story, the, there's always, I think with business owners and nonprofits, the beauty is that there's you could always be better. Like we're always trying to get further along. And right. So like just talking about like, we have this fundraiser coming up. Here's the expectations. What is yeah. the reality? That yeah. story yeah. is just inherently interesting. 
All you have to do is tell it. And if you are so focused on the, the finish line, like, like, yes, how much money you raise at the fundraiser is super exciting. Like that, Mm -hmm. that is going to be exciting, but also like you're at, like, you're already there. (laughs) Like you completely missed the, the starting line, the running, the stumble, how you got back up, like, you know, like someone veered you off the path, but here's someone else who, who got introduced and now you're doing yep. this other thing. Like that is so interesting. And it, it really is just about a lot of the times what I've found capturing the story as mm-hmm. it unfolds. So like, you know, even, even with vlog styles where it's like, you know, documenting your day, a lot of the that time, is my, I don't probably my favorite type of content to watch is where it's I like, don't, yeah, like I don't I'm know. I'm training what the story with is. you. Like, if right. you're running, a th- I'm like, I'm tra- it's day five and I'm I'm cheering you on. Yep. On my phone. I haven't left the couch and I'm like, you're doing it. Right. It's like a lot of the times the person doesn't even necessarily know what it's going to look like as they're recording. Yeah. I have found, but you kind of just, you record it all. And then you, when you're editing, you can find mm-hmm. the story in the edit right? Like you can take the parts that are most interesting. So like my challenge is if if you're a business owner or a nonprofit and you've never made these types of videos before, or if, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you're like, okay, cool. I, I get it. I, I need to, you know, share my story and, you know, do it my way and showcase my individuality. What is step one? How the heck do I do that? I would start with like documenting some kind of story or journey, right? Like, so if it's something like, keep it simple, right? Like something as like, here's, here's one thing that I need to get done today. And then just like, talk about that. That's it. And you're not allowed to say it's no, there's nothing good there. And I'm not going to document it. It's boring. No, you just document it. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. Every, like I could say that everyone can say that yes. it's boring. it has nothing yeah. to do with whether you think it's boring uh-huh. or not, but like, I, I can guarantee you that like, I, I love seeing just the behind the scenes. So even yeah. if it's like totally normal to you, you know, like a surgeon goes into surgery every single day, it's day to day for them. But if you had like the behind the scenes of that, yep, it's interesting for everyone else. Right. So like, even if it's, even even if it is just like talking about it as it is exactly yes. how it is. Yes. Like I know it's boring, but that's the challenge, right? Is for you to just push past that uh-huh. and try to make a story. Like, let's just see where we go and do that five times in yeah. a week, right? Like, I think there has to be some kind of, um, well, okay. So I, I like to recommend this thing called the 10 day tackle, which is make a video every day for 10 days straight. Love it. And it sounds like a nightmare because it's like, first of all, I can't even make one video. Now you want me to make 10 and not uh-huh. only 10, but I have to make one a day. The reason why I think that's like such a good um, challenge is because 10 days is long enough to hurt, but short enough to feel accomplishable. Yeah. And when you force yourself to make a video every day, like that's when it's like, okay, you can come up with your best ideas for the first three days, but come yes. day four, you're like, I have, That's it. I got to go to the gym. I've got kids. I have like, how the heck am I going to make a video today? But yeah. you will, it's in, it's in the like drought of ideas where you, you don't know that your best There's, idea might come out of there. Um, so here's, here's this. I'm like, yes, you're so right. Once I think the version for me is while I do some video content, it's not, I would say like the top of my business, 
but email really has storytelling through email has really changed. And when I started to just talk about like my son, when he lost his first tooth, like we totally fucked up and I didn't know he had it under his pillow. We vacuumed it up. Oh no. Like it was, (laughs) and I was just like, oh my God, like we just, we just bombed it. Like we just totally bombed it. And like how I'm bridging that story into telling it to my audience and then ultimately like whatever else I was, you know, working on, like that gave me so much freedom that I didn't have when I wasn't letting people into my life or like, you know, how I bought an instant pot and they just never used it. I just bought an instant pot to place onto my counter and never (laughs) use. Like that made it into another email. And I think it's the same thing because it's like, we can do this through video too. It's just like, choose your medium too. And just like, let it, it humanizes all of us. And then those are the ones that I get the responses to because people are like, listen, girl, I got it. I got a crock pot. I never use. I'm like, I know. Yes. That's the conversation starter. That's the thing that like, I, I feel like just connects us as human beings, Yeah, but that's not the, it's not the light, you know, it's not the, it's not a, right. It's not the thing that we have seen, but also like, what's funny is that those things that we have seen work are probably from a lot of people that are, are doing things on a completely different level, completely Mm -hmm. different level. Like I would never do my channel the same way, uh, you know, a YouTuber with 10 million subscribers doing it. We're just, we're doing things differently, you know? So like, yeah, it works for them. Um, but now you got to find your thing. I love that. So one of the things that you talked about a few minutes ago was like, you're, you're saying the word fun and I have it in my notes because you are someone who I just think, I don't know if this is natural or something that you and Tom like cultivate together, but like, you have a lot of fun. Like sometimes I'm watching you and you're like, I'm just going to learn how to jump rope and these, (laughs) this crazy jump rope challenge. And then the next time you're like, we're doing hockey. And the next thing, like, I feel like you fun mixed with curiosity that I feel like a lot of adults don't have. Does that, does that make sense? Like I, I push myself like I've got two little kids. I push myself to where like my fun is always art. So I'm like, I'm in a ceramics class, but like that actually takes effort for me to be like, we're signing up for the class. I'm going to the class. You know what I mean? And then I get there. I'm so glad I did, but I feel like you cultivate like a lot of fun and curiosity and like even trying new things. Tell me about that. And is that just like how you always are? Or is that like on purpose? No, that's just how I am. I love it. I, you know, I think my husband and I, we both are, when we want to try something, we really want to try it. Like now we can Uh get all the hockey gear and like, you know, like like we just, we just, we get into things very easily, I guess. Like when we're into it, we're like super into it. Um, And I think the, the cool part about social media and these platforms now is like, I want to say that that is always how we have been, but Mm -hmm. we have not seen it pre-social media, you know? And so now it's like, we can get a glance of a 50-year-old trying a new hobby. I mean, I just subscribed to this lady on Instagram, 60 and me, and she's like a master jump roper and she started in her 60s. And I was like, I, this is awesome. Like, I want to be like constantly trying. I love that too. And I feel like, that's the part I know it's, it's really easy for people to be like, social media is the worst. It brings out the worst. And then I, I, same thing, like, so I've been weightlifting and it's so nice to see people who are like, 
like me or a little more aspirational or people who are in their sixties. I'm like, look how strong she is. And it's like, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I will never, I will always be an advocate for social media and digital media and all like, I totally understand all the, you know, negative aspects of it, but also like, I really think that like, as a society, like we're way more creative, you know, just diversity, you know, just seeing people like just the inspiration, of course you, you know, use it responsibly, but, um, and it's brought you community. Like we haven't really touched on that too much. Like you've met a lot of, I I mean, I call it, I'm always like, Oh, this is my internet friend. Like, I'm like, well, no, we've never met in real life, but like, it has brought me so many internet friends. Like, well, most of my friends I've never met in real life. It's so, isn't that so cool? And, and, And that's the thing. I think like, both me and my husband can say this. I think like just the world we grew up in was we just didn't fit in, you know, like we, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. grew up a lot of the times feeling wrong or different or just weird or whatever. Yep. And like, what's cool with the internet is that you can really connect with people who are like-minded and you are not restricted by physical boundaries, which is awesome because there's literally someone in Iceland that would totally jive with you. Um, but there's just, there's just no way you're ever going to cross paths. And I think, you know, I'm obviously so partial to this because I met my husband through YouTube, but like, there's just no way we would have met if not for the internet. And like now, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that if I had not started my YouTube channel, I would have never met him. And we just, we wouldn't have the life that we had. And and like, same with our community. It's so global. Like it's so, there's just, people from all all countries that you know i i would never have crossed paths with them but there are people all ages backgrounds like from all different countries that will resonate with your message and i think that's kind of like you know the the tricky part that like when i moved here in with my husband um, I went to a lot of networking, like local mm-hmm. networking, local business stuff. And a lot of them were like, yeah, I want to do YouTube because I want to like promote my business and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's great. But also if like, you're only doing local networking, YouTube is <laughs> pointless because like, you're <laughs> yeah. going to get a lot of people from, you know, the other side of the world that are never going <laughs> to, you know, shop local. Right. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, like point is, I think that if you are willing to be creative, have no expectations and kind of just figure it out as you go and see what it ends up looking like for you and and zoom out, right? Like focus on things that are like, you know, don't, you can put all this work into one post, one video, one email, whatever it is. And then you just sit there and you're like, how did it do? How did it do? Oh God. (laughs) Yeah. But like zoom out and, and yeah. Do a one month or a three month thing and then evaluate from there. You know, I say three months. I'm like minimum. You got to go months, for three months. Yes. Yeah. Love I it. think the, the three month is, is the way to go. I love the 10 day challenge though. That's a really great idea. So, yeah. um, as we wrap up, what yeah. is one thought that you like to think on purpose? Because I feel like as entrepreneurs, as founders, we have a lot of thoughts, some helpful mm-hmm. ones, some, some not so helpful ones. So what's one that's helpful for you? So I actually have it right here on a piece of paper. You probably can't see it, but it says just create more. That's also my brand, Heather, just create. And yep, 
I actually wrote this on a piece of paper. I don't know. I was probably six months into my YouTube channel. So 2016, still just like not feeling like anything was working. But my gut was telling me that I was on the right track, even though I just I just felt like a failure. Um, And so I wrote down on a construction paper, like just create more. Stop overthinking. Stop. Stop analyzing. Like stop wallowing in this like. this anxiety of like well I guess I should just stop right and then like it didn't help every time I call my mom she's like what if it doesn't work what if it doesn't work and I was just like mom what if it does like what if it does that's like oh my gosh I just recorded this past episode is about low value questions and high value questions low value question is what if it doesn't work high value question is what if it does yeah if it does what like what if it does like what a crazy thing you know and so yeah, that's that's like I intentionally made my brand Heather just create so that every time someone talks so to me, it's like it's just reiterating like Heather just create yes. <laughs> Heather just create just keep going just like keep creating stop overanalyzing because like going back to our conversation at the very beginning yeah there will never be a day where I yep. don't feel like I'm doing something wrong oh, or yeah. it, it feels like like I don't question it like there's always gonna be a time where I'm like I don't know if this is I don't know if this is good enough. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm always yeah. going to feel that way, but just keep going. Do yeah. do it in spite of that, you know? I think my flavor of it is it's working. I tell myself all the time, it's working. <laughs> I love that. Because it's like, is it working? It's working. Like, you know, it's like the other side of that, right? So I'm like, yeah. it's working. Well, um, tell everyone where they can hang out with you. Give us all, all of the handles. Yeah. So uh, if you want to see my tips about content creation, I'm at youtube.com slash Heather Ramirez. And then if you want to see my vlog channel where I've documented my journey, it's at youtube.com slash Heather Just Create. Awesome. This has been so fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. If you ask me, everyone should have a coach, especially you. I want to invite you to schedule a free discovery call with me, Go to splendidatl.com forward slash contact. You'll see my calendar there. Book a call with me. You'll learn about my smart growth method where we can grow your business or organization sustainably with ease and massive impact. Think you've reached out to everyone in your network. Are you out of ideas to get noticed and get funded? I hear you. That's why I'm giving you a chance to steal my prospect list. Yes, you can generate leads for your nonprofit or impact-driven business. Grab my mini training and list delivered to your inbox instantly. Go to splendidcourses.com forward slash prospect.